Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, the voice of sanity and reason, that crew, Ballas, Broom, Safey, Scheme, Borton, and more. Following the story, Anthony, it's like every day there's a new twist. My Lord. Yes. Uh, every day the twists and turns continue. Uh, it is, uh, it, it's, it's a roller coaster. It is at times turbulent. Uh, I mean, it's always been turbulent, but yeah, I mean, this story continues to evolve and grow and change in different ways each day. So we're just kind of riding the storm right now. So from where we're at through the weekend, which obviously there was a, a pretty good football game for, you know, I'll say two and a half quarters, if not three quarters, Michigan had a lull in there. They got a big lead, kind of, it got boring. Then they ramped it back up. From everything in San Otto's letter to everything in Ann Arbor, outside of Ann Arbor, since we last talked last week, what has caught your attention that is positive for Michigan and what is looming as a huge negative? Well, I think the elephant in the room is that there's going to be some kind of, there's going to be some kind of discipline at some point. I don't know if it's, going to be you know in the form of a suspension for Jim Harbaugh this year uh, I know I think right now everyone just kind of needs to step back and take a deep breath I know that there are people on the Michigan side of things that feel like there could be another shoot to drop in terms of some of the other stuff that's going on in the league right now I know that Michigan is you know kind of all boats are sailing in the right direction right now to fight this I don't get the sense there are any factions that are are going to prevent that from taking place but yeah, I mean, it seems like you know it's it's an incredibly going to be an incredibly important and busy week for I think both the the short and long term future. Given that it's obviously Penn State week, there's a lot of business to tend to on the field, but also it sounds like by the middle of this week we might hear from the Big Ten uh, in some respect in terms of what the plan is moving forward. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now, and. There might be some other stuff that comes out, you know, in the next few days. But again, it's just kind of one day at a time right now. Yeah, and if you start to look at, and I, what I mentioned just before I came to you, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine dot com joining us. I agree, Connor Stallions. If there's, you know, validated proof, which we still live by you know, that creed for the most part, then Harbaugh will get a, a game or two suspension and. You know, do you try and negotiate just for the Maryland game? Do you try and take the Penn State game, which has been, you know, one of the two circle games all year? Uh, what do you do? And I, and I think, do you let it linger where, uh, it, you know, college football playoff is separate from uh, the Big Ten and the NCAA? I, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm Chris mentioned negotiations. Chris mentioned that there's pushback that the Big Ten wants an indefinite suspension of Harbaugh until the NCAA resolves this. My God, that's asking a lot. That could take years. It could take years. Uh, And that's the thing, too, is that I do think it it won't take years. It could just be a matter of of months, given that, yeah, I mean, what Connor Stallions is accused of, there are receipts out there, and there are Big Ten schools that have his name on – on tickets that were purchased. So, you know, when you, you look at the Big Ten coaches and the administrators' side of why they want a punishment in the here and now, it's, you know, they, they think that they have Michigan with their hands in the cookie jar or that they have, you know, Michigan caught red-handed. And, and they very well might. But, 
you know, the fact that we are less than three weeks into an NCAA investigation and there are still a ton of questions in terms of, of who knew what and who signed off on what, who authorized what. And I'm, I'll never get here and say that, you know, there, there should, that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, get on the radio and say, oh, well, it's been a witch hunt from the start, but God, we just need to take a deep breath and let this thing play out a little bit. Like, ultimately, what will be, will be. Um, but I think it's a really dangerous precedent to set, to kind of cater to, uh, you know, a bit of a mob mentality right now. I, I think that people will argue that that hasn't been the care that, you know, due process hasn't been played out for other situations in the big 10, but that has nothing to do with Tony Petiti and that has nothing to do with, you know, what's going on right now. So I'm fascinated to see where it goes. Um, again, I, I don't think anything's going to come down that affects games this season. Maybe there's some kind of Jim Harbaugh suspension, but, you know, based on everything we know, there is, any idea that Jim Harbaugh won't be on the sidelines for, say, the Ohio State game, that is a complete non-starter in the eyes of the University of Michigan and, and the people that are fighting this right now. So we'll see what, where, where it goes, what happens. You know, There's also uh, a lot of lawyering, I'm sure, will be involved here over the next several weeks, months, and then, like you said, maybe years. But that's where we're at right now. One of the latest stories from Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com titled How Michigan Football Dealt with Ryan Walters Allegedly Knowing Their Own Signs. There are allegations at Illinois 2022, even Ohio State to a point, uh, new Michigan signs. This is the, and the can of worms is the cliche everyone's throwing out, uh, Anthony, but you are opening up former coaches, former players, former assistants, to rat out the entire Big Ten. This could be catastrophic to the image of the Big Ten. Well, it's catastrophic to that. And I know there are already arguments about what the value of the NCAA is. But, you know, if you're setting a precedent that, you know, these schools can kind of can roll on each other and, and kind of yell and scream and, and kick their feet for a result or something to happen quickly, you're also kind of undermining – you know, not only the ability of the NCA and its investigative arm to do its uh, to do its job, but um, you know that's it's pretty clear everyone's kind of ganging up on a member school right now too. So, again, it's just one of those things where I, I, I fully understand that that Connor Stallion and Michigan, you know, it's it's pretty clear to me. Like, if the rosiest possible explanation of all of it. Is it, oh, well, you know, the rule's not clearly defined, and, well, it is a gray area. I mean, that's that that's a defense to me that at times feels a little, uh, you know, I squirm at that a little bit. But also, um, define your rules a little bit better. And, and, and there is that wiggle room in there. And I'm not exonerating Michigan because of that. But, again, it's, you kind of just have to let – I do just feel like you have to let something play out in terms of, you know, the investigation and – where it goes from there. The fact, I mean, the fact that there is this push for punishment in the here and now, uh, it still just kind of blows my mind. Yeah. And then what, what I love about Twitter is that now that stories come out about Ryan Walters or when he was with Illinois or other schools cheating, everyone shoots it down, but Michigan is just guilty uh, before any investigation is complete. That, that That's basically where we're at right now at least on the social network side of this. Yeah, uh, for the most part, I think that's accurate. Um, and again, 
sign stealing is, is a pretty prevalent practice uh, in the sport of college football. The issue at hand is the question of, of the method that was used to obtain the infel, the information that Michigan used to decipher those signs. So, um, again, you have a lot in terms of, you know, we'll see what happens with this whole CMU thing. Now the NCAA is involved with CMU and how a man that looks like Connor Stallions wound up on the sidelines up there. But it's, uh, again, it's, it's really weird to, to, to put down a potential punishment before the, you know, it's even, you know, there's, there's not even any formal accusations on the table yet, other than what's been reported, you know, by the media. So, We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, basically what you have is you have the Ohio State fans, the Michigan State fans, the Michigan haters on Twitter versus the Michigan fan base. Now that's what that's what it is. And then some people in the media who, you know, see through all this and want to report what Santa Ono says along with what is out there with the NCAA and CMU. Or if you look at NBC's coverage Saturday night, they don't want to mention anything on the Michigan side of things or that Santa Ono responded to the Big Ten. It's not mentioned by Pete Thamel. Uh, Adam Rittenberg did uh, late in the game on Saturday, but these writers have an agenda. Some do. You can say what you want. Everybody can have their own opinion, but this is not an even playing field right now uh, on how Michigan is being attacked uh, by certain members of the media and the rest of the Big Ten schools. Yeah, they're and that's like they're gonna they're gonna get punished for this. Like anyone that thinks that Michigan's getting off scot free, and I agree with that. Harbaugh's getting off scot free. Like that's it's pretty clear that's where this is headed. But you know, it's just you're you kind of just you're jumping the gun and completely throwing out the process that you know we've seen the NCAA and the Big Ten, which the Big Ten does not have an investigative arm, by the way. So that's something else to uh, to. To keep in mind, um, you know, you're, you're kind of throwing, you're, you're throwing the, throwing their feet to the fire, so to speak, before there's even, you know, official al- or, you know, allegations or a notice of allegations on the table. So it's just, yeah, I, 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 I really would just, and again, no one that's making that decision is probably listening to me ramble about it, but I really feel like everyone involved with this needs to kind of take a step back. They really do. Take a deep breath. Um, but, yeah, if, I mean, if Michigan feels it's being unjustly kind of um, burned at the stake, so to speak, they, they are fighting back. I think they will fight back against it. And if this is something that winds up going to court, I, I don't think that that's out of the question either. And if you look under the Big Ten bylaws, the commissioner, without appeal, does have the right for a standard, which would be a minor uh, violation in terms of their sportsmanship rule uh, to not exceed two games. So he has the ability to appease those coaches and ADs he met with last week multiple times with the ADs and suspend hardball for two games. Now, it can't be appealed to the Big Ten, but that's where you get into this possible court injunction that Chris Ballas brought up last hour. Yeah, and that's and and there are people that think, oh, well, is the Big Ten going to wait till later this week? So, you know, it, let's say that they suspend Jim Harbaugh Friday and Michigan can't get a court to a court in time. You know, those those are the types of things that I'm sure a legal team is, is pouring over right now and making sure you have all of your bases covered in that regard. Um, but again, it's 
I get that the paper trail is what it is, uh, but that's not something that it's, you know, these are all through what the schools have so far, what the media's have, the media has so far. And it's just, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unclear things uh, in that, in the rule book or very vague things in the rule book that I'm not saying is a defense, but I'm saying Michigan will use it as a defense. And that's going to make this, I think, only going to get a little bit messier. So a lot bit messier, I should say. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, at some point, it seems there's something percolating about some other sort of sign stealing thing that might be going on in the Big Ten as well outside of Michigan. So we'll see what happens with that. I just I don't think we're getting any closer to this story slowing down. And I think it's only going to keep picking up steam as we head into this, this huge game week. That's why the latest story I mentioned from Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com and Anthony Broom from TheWolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign that Ryan Walters was connected to alleged sign stealing. And now people are going to say, well, yeah, stealing signs is no big issue. This is, it's Connor Stallions and the Vast Network, and that is the story. I agree with that. I agree that even if Harbaugh, and he's publicly stated multiple times, he had no connection or knowingly uh, knew it, that you're still the head coach. There are NCAA bylaws where you will be punished. We all get that. Uh, but, you know, there there's a line here for these coaches, whether it's Ryan Walters, whether it's Matt Rule, uh, the Wolverine.com story that Chris had from last Friday about the alleged connection between Ryan Day, family members, and the investigation. You're the Big Ten. If you don't do your due diligence on all of these allegations involving all of your Big Ten teams and you just focus on Michigan, I think you're setting yourself up for a major lawsuit. I would agree with that. Um, you know, if there, if there are other allegations with other schools that wind up coming out, I mean, it, it's going to be a situation where I think something happened like this in the, the I want to say the 90s with the SEC where it kind of came out that people were, you know, hiring PIs against each other, and, and there was this, and there was that, and everyone was, I won't say cheating, but every, almost everyone in the conference was kind of doing something to to draw attention to themselves, and I think that the SEC went ahead and slapped some probation on all of them and, and kind of reined them in that way. I did that, that's, why P, uh, you know, that's why the SEC doesn't have, um, you know, I, I don't think it's legal down uh, down there for them to have PIs or third parties involved in investigations. Because again, you know, if you're setting the precedent that a school or a rival school can, you know, investigate someone else via a third party when you start losing or when you suspect something's going on, then what stops everyone else from doing that? And I think that in that respect, you know, if there's you know there's legitimate smoke that that is the case with this Michigan situation. I think that is something that's been galvanizing for them. And, and the gloves are off, so to speak, which is not, it's kind of unique territory for Michigan, right? Because we're used to them kind of taking their punishment and saying sorry and, and self-imposing as we saw with the, the suspension earlier this year. But I do get the sense right now that the gloves are, have come off and Michigan's ready to take this as far as it can go. You can follow everything connected to the Michigan story in, in an actual football game this Saturday, the biggest one of the season. For Jim Harbaugh, J.J. and the Wolverines, 10-point favorites on the road on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. I don't think that thing will stay at 10. It wouldn't surprise me if that's down near 7 come kickoff at noon on Saturday. 
Anthony Broom, the Wolverine.com team, they're all over this story. They have the best sources and also opinions uh, and sane, uh, objective. Even though they're the Wolverine.com, I think they have a sane, objective look at everything connected to this story since it broke almost three weeks ago. Anthony, thank you for the update. Of course. Thanks for having me.